This episode contains foul language and potentially disturbing paranormal recordings. Communicating with the dead? Are they even dead? What does EVP EMF K2 stand for and how do they work? Say hello to my co-host Lauren. Hey weirdos. And joining us today is my good friend and seasoned paranormal investigator Matt Roberts. <laughs> hello. Do you like it? Seasoned. seasoned. Yeah. I was talking about the, because you've done paranormal investigations, not because you're an old man. I, uh, well, either or. Right. <laughs> you're not... How much older than me are you? Are you even older than me? Are you younger than me? Oh, no. Uh, so many things were just said. I don't yeah, know. Right. Can, uh, can you an- say your I'll, age out loud? Yes, I'll answer it with 31. Oh, oh that's not much older. No, I'm 29. That's uh, just 31. See, there, there we go. You're just so mature. I, yeah, I get that a lot. You have I, such a sophistication about you. I, I sounded like this when I was 14. <laughs> uh, it's a great voice. Well, thank you. It is a great voice. He, he was the guy that played the, the old man in A Christmas Carol every year. Surprise, Just surprise. Kidding. Did you? You did theater in like high school. Uh, or... Yes, but I I didn't really get into doing theatrical productions until SIU. Yeah. Um, well, there's the plane. There's that plane. About. There's plane number one. We're at uh, one minute, 54 seconds. <laughs> we already got a plane. We're doing great. One plane. Um, great. But growing up, I, I mostly stuck with church productions because... That's what I, you had in your hometown. Well, I didn't have to audition. They didn't uh, turn you uh, away. <laughs> you automatically I didn't, got it. didn't want to be rejected. So I didn't try out for high school plays and stuff. Oh my gosh. I, I just stuck that with church so and like uh, chapel productions. I didn't do theater in high school. I honestly, I didn't know that my high school had a theater until my junior year when one of my friends was like, you should come see my play. And I was like, where is it? And they were like, uh the theater here and i was like we have a theater what how did you not know I what didn't were you doing want to be there um, <laughs> that'll happen that i was I the one i had like theater. my eyes painted black and i wore my johnny oh, yeah. knoxville t-shirt every were. day and yeah i had no i like had a shaved head and i just didn't i didn't know anything about <gasps> anything yeah i didn't do theater till college anyways um <laughs> Ghost hunting. Oh, well, before we get into ghost hunting, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to uh, go into our news segment. This Week in Weird! 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 Sarah, so I beautiful. provided you it's with so singing. beautiful. Every time. She gets, gets mad me. at me every week when okay, I Okay, no, I don't get mad at you every week because usually you're really good about it. And for some reason, the past few weeks, I I've, just stopped. You just stopped doing it and... 
I didn't I, know if it was too much. I it's no, not no, too that, much. I mean, I was almost compelled to join. So. Oh, See, I could have harmonized. Well, I, next I didn't time. want to take away from what you were doing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was beautiful. Of Please. Um, so we never talked about this, but I feel like it's uh, necessary to do so. Um, this summer, the A&E Network debuts The Low Files, Ooh. a nine-episode nonfiction series that follows Rob Lowe and his two sons, Matthew and John, as they travel across America in search of answers to unsolved mysteries. Um, apparently, I know. Yes. I'm so excited I'm about I'm so this. excited. Apparently, uh, Rob Lowe has a longtime interest in urban legends, paranormal activity, and other unexplained phenomena. Um, in each episode, uh, the trio will be investigating a mysterious story or legend and then meeting with top experts in the field with access to today's latest technology to perform their own investigations. Uh, in the first season, they will explore an underwater alien base off the coast of Malibu. They will try to connect with spirits in an uh, abandoned reformatory and trained with secret government operatives to identify images from great distances. Woo! And it's, what, hold on, nine episodes? Hold on. Uh, two Nine episodes in the first season. Hopefully it gets picked up again. But yeah, it's, it's a it pair, it's like, it's like, um, oh, what was that show? It's not Ghost Hunters. Monster, or No. What's that other show where they, it's sort of like Ghost Hunters, but they do all kinds of stuff. They do, like, Bigfoot, they do Thunderbird, they do Ghosts, they do, uh, um, The Flying this. Witch. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, what is that called? Was the it? host is really funny. Yeah. Oh, uh. Right? His name is, like, Josh. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Josh. Uh, Josh. Josh. Should I Google? Uh, where are you, Josh? Where are you, Josh? You're somewhere in the it's in the Des- memory bank. Destination, Destination Truth. There you go. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Destination, Destination Truth. Yeah, right. We got there. It was, it's, it was a bumpy there. road. But it was locked away. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's oh, so much fun. Yep. Yeah. I love that Josh show. Josh Gates. It used, Josh Gates. It used to be on Netflix, and I would watch it literally all the time, and now it's not. You have to pay like two... $2.90 per episode. Boo. I know. But anyways, it's sort of like that, but with Rob Lowe. Has Rob Lowe son. always had an interest in paranormal? Because yeah. to me, this comes out of the blue. Like, me I, too. Yeah, apparently, apparently he, like, he was obsessed with, like, paranormal stuff when he was younger, and then once he had kids, he, like, passed it on to them. Like, they were constantly talking about, like, I know. They I were constantly, like, him. finding, like... So you know, videos and footage of, like, Bigfoot, and they would share it with his sons, and then they would have, like, long discussions about, like, could it be real? How could it be real? Is it fake? Etc. And then now they're doing a show. And I so much joy. so on board with this. I'm super stoked. I love that this freakishly handsome Ken doll-looking actor is just this paranormal freak. has in 40 yeah, years. I'm pretty sure he will never die, and he'll look the same forever, but... Yeah. So anyways, that's exciting. And then I have <clears throat> one other story. This one's really interesting. Um, have either of you ever heard of Yuri Geller? Nope. Yuri uh, Geller. Sure. Um, he's an Israeli man who claims to have telepathic, uh, remote viewing, and psychokinetic abilities. Uh, if you know anything about him, I guarantee you've seen him bending spoons and other metals with his mind. Okay. That's how most people know him. Uh, For years, he claimed that he worked with the CIA and that they tested him. Uh, And for years, people called him crazy until 
Do you remember earlier this year when the CIA posted over 12 million pages of declassified yes, documents of online? Yeah. Okay, well, Yuri Geller is in there, and his experiments are in the document, so he's Ooh. not crazy. Um, according to the Washington Post, Yuri had told them that he became involved with the CIA in the early 1970s. Uh, the agency, he said, had grown concerned that there were, quote, people like me in Russia. There was a woman in Russia who could move things with her mind, and they grew concerned. So they contacted Yuri Geller. Uh, one of the experiments the CIA documented with Geller was to see if he could replicate artwork. Um, the documents state, The objective of this group of experimental sessions is to verify Geller's apparent paranormal perception under carefully controlled conditions and to head toward an understanding of the physical and psychological variables underlying his apparent ability. Um, so the experiments stretch for uh, a little over a week, and the documents state that as a result of Geller's success in this experimental period, we consider that he has demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. So basically what they would do is they would put them in... He would they would put him into an opaque, uh, acoustically and electrically shielded room. So he could not see out of this room. He could not hear out of this room. There was no way he could see or hear anything that was happening outside of this room. Okay. Um, and in the other room, two drawings were randomly selected. They would uh, search a large dictionary and pick the first word that they could reasonably draw. Uh, so the first word they chose was the word fuse. And the object drawn was a firecracker. All of the picture choosing and the drawing was done with Geller already in the shielded room. So we had no idea what was going on. Uh, Geller was then notified via intercom when the target picture was drawn. And they would tape it to the wall outside of his enclosure. Um, so for Fuse, his immediate response was that he saw a cylinder with a noise coming out of it. So he drew, he didn't, he drew like a, a cylinder with like sparks coming out of it, which is a firecracker. Yeah. Um, his next word was bunch and the target drew a bunch of grapes. Uh, Geller first told officials that he saw drops of water coming out of the picture, but then he started talking about purple circles. And finally he said he was quite sure that he had the picture and he drew a bunch of grapes as well. Oh my god. Wow. Not only that, but both the target photo drawn and Geller's rendition included 24 grapes in the bunch. <laughs> That's oh, insane. God. That's bonkers. Yeah, oh my nice. gosh. Um one interesting turn in the experiment, uh one scientist was selected one day to draw the target pictures and Geller wasn't able to recreate them and this was the first time he wasn't able to. Um and afterwards, they found out that Geller was not fond of this particular scientist. Oh. And for whatever reason, he could not see what this person was drawing. So it's like he kind oh. of has to connect to the person. Yeah, himself. or at least not not like, like yeah, dislike or just, them. <laughs> there can't be dislike. Um, so uh, when the Washington Post asked if he thought the CIA wanted to use his powers for good or whether they had other motives, Geller responded with, I cannot answer that. I can't because I cannot deny and I cannot confirm certain missions that I was given to do. Uh, what he did say was that the CIA and the NSA are in the business to protect the American people and they have been in that business for decades and I have nothing negative to say about the CIA. All right. Wow. 
Um, you can find the 12 million page documents at www.cia.globe, uh, or I'm sorry, cia.gov slash library slash reading room. And we'll put that on our Facebook page too. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's like UFO stuff. Well, yeah, there's lots of cool stuff, but I can't believe that guy's actually in there because I feel like he would be so easy to dismiss otherwise, but he had some good experiments. I know. I just like that everyone called him crazy for years. Right. I'm saying like, well, I worked with the CIA and now yeah. it's like the CIA is like, mm, actually we did. Well, <laughs> but yeah, apparently I really wish that someone would read the 12 million pages for me. Right. And then give yeah. me like, be like, all right, check out page 645. Exactly. Like, do thousand. I have to come through You know what I mean? Because then I would, but I'm not going to start at page one. No. Uh, or even just get a million people to read 12 pages. See? There we go. I'm going to start a thinking. Reddit Because I, I mean, I'd try to tackle it, but it took yeah. me a long time. Tell me, tell me where the I good re- parts are. Yeah. I read slower than I speak. <laughs> so I just... <laughs> it would take me till death. <laughs> it would take me uh, the rest of my life. Another quick small piece of news. Um, my friend Rachel posted on my Facebook and tagged you in it. There is a oh, yeah. road trip through all of America's ghost towns. Someone took the time to actually map out a road trip that you can take across America, which I think Ashley and I both need to quit our jobs and do it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I saw that and considered yeah, yeah well, because it's ghost it's so towns cool. as in, like, abandoned Yeah, towns. totally like, abandoned, like, abandoned. horrifying towns. You start, like, and they mapped it out in a way they say to do it this certain way. I don't know why. They say to start with West Virginia. Then they, like, this website names all the history. And then next you go to Bodie in California. And, like, you just go all over the place. So, anyway, you should look it up. It's the, what is it called? It's just America's Ghost Town Tour. If you guys want to send us, cool. like, I don't know, like millions of dollars, you can do so at P.O. Box. I don't have a P.O. Box. I'm not going to give out my address. Just mail us nice. some cash, please. Email us. Venmo. Venmo us a million oh, yeah. dollars. You finally have Venmo now, Thank Ashley. You. Welcome to the world. It's been a long time coming. I couldn't download right. it for so long because my phone was like, you have never had storage. <laughs> like, you cool. continue to not have storage and you never will. Okay, let's talk about um, ghost investigating. Ghost hunting. Ghost hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) We are going to start with uh, some old school methods. We're going to kind of go uh, back in time here. uh, Because ghost hunting is actually, I mean, people have been been ghost hunting for centuries. Um, We've talked about, obviously, spirit boards before Ouija boards, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a new thing, but as technology has advanced, there are now so many ways that we can do it. But what are some old school Well, the most old school ways and what people, I loved reading this, that people in the 1800s loved to just dress up and have seances and just like crystal ball type it was like readings, a party. which I loved. Yeah, like people would get dressed up wearing uh-huh. their Sunday best. They'd be wearing big hats. It'd become this party, like champagne was served party time. And then they would sit down, light the candles and do little seances. And it was kind of just, let's try contacting the dead with our voices and using crystals or just like, it was very basic. Yeah. And that, I just think that's so cool that it was a party. Uh, like, I let's think we bring, should that, bring back. that shit yeah. back. Yeah, Ghost party. Yeah, it was like entertainment for them. It was, yeah. Right. You have like I mean, food even, was served. And yeah, that's well, they the They even did that during the Civil War. They would make a right. picnic and just watch the battles. 
Yeah. It's like it's actually a pretty terrible thing if you sit about it. Yeah, if you think about it, it's like I'm gonna watch a battle over my cheese. (laughs) Yeah. My cheese my cheese plate. There's my buddy Bill getting shot in the face. Oh Bill. (laughs) Go Bill. (laughs) Go Bill Oh Bill. Oh damn it, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I know it's just such a weird thing. But there's such a stigma about seances now. I'm like, come on, let's bring the party back. back. These guys are okay, (laughs) except for they're all dead now. So they're all dead people. But um, I brought that up just to um, connect to one of the oldest forms of communicating with ghosts goes to scrying, which I know you were mentioning this earlier. And scrying is basically just another word for looking into any type of reflective surface. It can be a crystal ball. It can be a mirror. It can be still water. And when you look into them, you're supposed to see images that will tell you a story about a person or something that happened. I'm very skeptical well, of scrying. Why are we skeptical of scrying? Because do you remember in uh, Bloody Sophie? Oh gosh! If you look at the Bloody into Mary, a mirror yeah, long if you enough, look into a mirror or a reflective change. surface for long enough, the image will change. Your yeah. mind will change the image. Yeah, your uh, mind can trick itself. Even looking oh, into water, the same thing. Oh, I think I see something. Like, yeah. no, you've been staring at it for 15 minutes, you and your brain is it, changing. Yeah, your it. brain will make up shit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this website, which is um, the psychic, is talking about how scrying has always worked for her. So this is just from her point of view. I'm not necessarily reading fact, ladies and gentlemen. But um, apparently you're supposed to go into a very meditative state, look into any mirror or reflective surface, and your subconscious will begin to show you images in that reflective surface. If you use a crystal ball, you might see a glowing mist or some colors or shapes that are formed. If you look into a mirror, your mind will start to, she even says, change that change your reflection. You'll start to see someone else or see another shape behind you. And when you start to receive these images, you're supposed to read them out loud and have someone scribble them down or just record your voice so that you guys can go back and like break them down and talk about them later, which I mean, maybe you will see something cool, even if it is your mind tricking itself. Maybe you'll see a creepy shadow man and you'll get to discuss it and freak out all your friends. But um, <laughs> one way to set the mood is to start with tarot cards um, and just read out some cards. And so you're kind of getting a read for the room first with the cards. And then you look into the crystal ball or the mirror or whatever. And then maybe you're, what you see, those images could match what the tarot card said or connect to the tarot card somehow. Um, this does not work for everyone. And just know if you don't see images, it's okay. And sometimes we don't all connect in the same way, says the psychic who <laughs> see, might be batshit crazy. I feel like crazy, if but... I tried scrying, I wouldn't be able to do it because I can't do, I can't do Bloody Mary either. No. I'd I mean, I know Bloody Mary is a little bit different, but I feel like if it was like, just look into this mirror, maybe you'll see something. I would look in the mirror for like a minute and be like, I can't. I can't do it. I don't want to see anything. No. Yeah. I think I'd freak myself out and just want to break away from that be like, wait yeah. what if something does appear i'm not ready yeah if something does appear, i'm not gonna be happy about it <sighs> if anyone out there wants to try scrying though um you should always pour a salt circle around yourself or the scrying table if you have um, a crystal ball sitting on a table and you should also wear some type of pendant with a crystal there's obviously crystals out there which are blessed or just known to be of safekeeping i think you're the crystal you're wearing isn't that supposed to be some type of uh, the one you got? Yeah. That's yeah, this supposed to one be for safekeeping, de-stressing. Yeah, this one's yeah. de-stressing, safekeeping. So you can wear one of those, and that's supposed to keep you safe during a scrying session. But, I don't know. I'm 
I can see why it's a thing of the past, because I'm not really buying it. (laughs) But that's what people used to use back in the day. Um, Another old school method is dowsing, using dowsing rods, which pretty much can be any type of metal or brass or anything you can put together and make into an L or a Y shape. Um, The art of dowsing has been around for centuries, is one of the oldest forms of ghost communicating, um, and it's actually originally used to search for underground water, discovering the location of unmarked graves, or determining the sex of an unborn child. And now, ghost hunting as well. I know, I'd never heard of that one. That was crazy. How work? So, how it works with ghost hunting is sort of a mystery. It's kind of just been passed down from hearsay that it actually works. Sometimes you might just be finding some other type of source, but apparently, for actually working with finding underground water, it works. Like, this. that's the thing it's actually supposed to be used for. So the standard practice of dowsing, uh, many cities use it, and even large corporations, they have a dowser, which is someone who uses this method on the payroll. And in most cases, a dowser searches an area with either a Y-shaped or two L-shaped rods and hands. They concentrate on what they're looking for, and the two pieces of metal, if you're using the two L-shaped ones, will cross when the right spot has been found, and that's where digging will happen and if you have the y-shaped one it'll bend downwards and that's where you dig to see if there's an underground water source and then somehow the water hunting got changed into ghost hunting which i mean some people really do stand by well kinetic energy yeah if they start to cross it's kinetic energy and a lot of people think that uh you could be tracking ghost movement are Mm. also made up of kinetic totally it's kind of like the older version of like electromagnetic yeah yeah it's basically the first version of that sort of but yeah people will get their rods and like i said you can pretty you could make it out of a hanger from your room or just any brass material you make your little l-shaped rods and if they cross or bend downwards, that usually means you found something. So if you go into any type of house that you think might be haunted, um, you just walk around with your rods, and Joe's if they cross... Joe's going to be so mad when he comes home and all the hangers are bent. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. Sorry, Ghost hunting. Um, yeah, and so they're supposed to point in the direction of any energy that they detect, and then when you've discovered that energy source, that's where you can, you know, kind of stop and try to communicate if you want. Or you can just stand there and say, hey, there's a ghost in front of me, and move on with your life. Um, so yeah, dowsing is another very old school one. And then (laughs) a really, really stupid one, which this one doesn't go back to the 1800s, but people kind of before the heavy technology came... People would go into haunted areas and just use baby powder and pour it next to doorways or next to... Oh, to see if the... To see if it would move, to see if, like, footsteps would come through it. Or they'd put it around, like, old rocking chairs or children's toys to see if the toys would move through it. Mm -hmm. But with that, there's just so many things that can blow away. A lot of people, too... Like Like a a kitty cat. A lot of people, too, will use things like baby powder to debunk uh, hauntings. Totally. So if uh, if like they think, um, I think actually our flick of the week. I'm pretty sure in the awakening she does it. She puts down baby oh, powder because right. basically this like all boys boarding school is uh, terrified. They say that there's like a little boy haunting this all boys boarding school, but she thinks that it's actually one of the little boys getting up in the middle of the night, scaring all the others. So she'll mm-hmm. put she puts down all this powder so that if it is a person. They're going to leave footprints in the powder. Right. And if it's a ghost, the 
haunting is still going to occur, but the foot, you know, the powder is going to be disturbed. disturbed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you can do it either way. I think some people would put baby powder next to like children's toys or like creepy things in a house. And if the powder was disturbed, like you would see the toy like move through it. So yeah, you can kind of track it either way. But in that case, you really have to make sure the house is completely sealed and no wind can blow through because it's just not reliable. So that's another way. Um, A cool way is a pendulum, which is basically if you use um, a crystal, well, crystal mostly, but really any weighted object that you can tie to a string and um, hang. I don't know if you have to like hang it from a certain height. Do you know anything about that? Uh, There's like a certain. Usually, because I have one, you just uh, hang it. I usually will hang it over my hand. Right. That's what I've seen the most often. But I don't think there's a certain height. Right. But you want, you can ask it questions and if it swings back and forth quickly, it's a no. And if it makes a circle, it's a yes. Usually, um, because the, it's, it can swing in all different ways. It can go like horizontally, vertically, diagonal. It could swing in a clockwise. It could swing in a counterclockwise. So what I will usually do is I will ask a question that the definite answer is yes. So Mm -hmm. I'll say like, is my middle name Nicole? Mm -hmm. And it'll start moving. Like say it like starts going at a diagonal. Mm -hmm. That's yes. Then I'll say, um, you know, do I have six cats? Mm -hmm. And then it'll swing counterclockwise. So that's a no. So it's so almost like you read the there. crystal. Yeah, so okay. you go from there, and then that, you have your yes, you have your no. Okay. And then, um, can ask and questions. it's very strange, because there are some answers. Then then you can ask any yes or no questions you want, because you already know what your yes is, you already know what your no is, and if it kind of does, like, uh, nothing, that's, like, either a maybe, or, like, I don't ask know. Ask again later. Ask again ball. later, exactly. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of crazy because you'll be holding this thing and you'll ask a question and sometimes the yes is like, yes, like it just starts swinging like crazy. And then other times you'll ask a question and it'll just be like, "Mm, yeah, right. (laughs) Like kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. They're pretty fascinating. Yeah. I found this chart online that you can apparently ask it about numbers too, which again, if it depends on the crystal, like you said, which I think it definitely could, and it kind of establishes its own yes or no, then I don't know how this number chart would really come into play, but this website has a number chart so you can say like how many people died here, how many children did she have, and it's supposed to like hit a certain angle and be like one, oh. two, three, four, five, six. So someone posted this um, numbers cool. chart online, yeah, which could be worth a try if we end up doing any pendulum action when oh, we do we our will. ghost hunting. But um, yeah, who knows? I mean, I just think it's cool that someone had that experience and was able to ask about numbers or actually investigated that seriously. But Pendulum is a cool thing because exactly like what Ashley said, your hand can be completely still and the crystal truly will move back and forth at a really rapid rate that sort of freaks you out the first time you do it. But it's like a definite movement that is happening not because of your hand. And I just, the first time I ever did it was so blown away by it. It's pretty crazy. You just feel so confident in it. Well, and it's so weird too because sometimes it doesn't work. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I sat down to try and do it before, and it doesn't move. And it's like, well, what's going on? Like, right. why? And I've, like, given it to people. And it's weird because I feel like like I've had this crystal for a couple years, my pendulum for a couple years, and it works really well with me. But, like, it works kind of okay with other people. But with me, it goes crazy. Like, the readings are, like, 
crystal clear when it's mm. working. Sure. And then when I, with other people, it's kind of like, eh. and I've heard other people say that too, where they're like, oh, my crystal works really well with me, but not with other people. Right. I think it's the Very energy strange. you put into it too. I mean, it could be if it's your crystal, it works differently, but I think. Yeah, we're best friends. A lot so. of it. Me and my bestie. We were I think really a lot has to do with the energy that you're putting forth or just the energy of the room. Maybe a negative energy or a skeptical energy wouldn't work with it or Maybe. I don't know. I well, think there's something Also, to that. I've read some interesting studies on pendulum, like crystal pendulum, what makes it move. Obviously, if you are, you know, a believer in that sort of like paranormal supernatural uh, thing, what makes it move is like energies in the room or whatever. But other people like skeptical people say that it's actually the blood flowing in your fingertips where mm. you're holding it. And literally, it's sort of like that scene in Jurassic Park when he puts the water droplet and he's like, oh, right. what what side of your hand is it going to roll off? And she's like, oh, it's going to roll back. And it does. And he's uh-huh. like, see, there's tiny little pores, tiny little imperfections. It's the same with your fingertips holding the pendulum. Okay. The tiny little parts of your body that you can't see, you don't even like know are there, are what's moving that pendulum. Okay. Gotcha. That's interesting. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I love that. Like, you can actually almost, like, it's almost like whatever you are actually feeling. Like, if you're saying, like, um, you know, will the Penguins win the Stanley Cup? And you want them to win the Stanley Cup. You can almost will it to to say yes. Say yes. Right. You get excited about it and your heart starts beating, your blood starts flowing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it'll get the string moving. Yeah. Yeah, Or if you're like, um, you know... if you ask a question that maybe you are you don't want to know the answer to because it's a painful question, <laughs> uh-huh. then your heart rate changes then too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it could have something to do with your blood and your fingertips. I don't yeah, know. No, it's I crazy. think it totally does. I, I was just looking know, to see if I could all find I know is that it works. Yeah. That's all I know is that when I I've done it, it works. It's bonkers. I do not know how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm the exact same way. I've tried it, and I don't understand it because I truly was not meaning to move the string in any way, and it really freaked me out, but it was very cool. Yeah. Um, I tried one really stupid kind of pendulum that a friend told me once. If you, if you have long enough hair, of course, if you rip a tiny hair out of your head and wrap it around your either wedding ring or engagement ring and swing it around, you can ask it how many kids you'll have, or, like, you guess what? a number, and it'll, like, swing a certain way, and, again, like... I think it was just maybe a silly game made up by someone, but it moved. Like, it moved in a way. I was like, how many kids am I going to have? And it, like, started, like, crazy swinging in a circle. And I forget what that meant. Because um, I did this, I yeah. Eleven like, children. It was some, or, like, maybe if it swung a certain way, Enjoy it told you if you were going to have a boy. Yeah. And if it, oh. if it went back and forth or in a circle, it was either a girl or a boy. But I just remember sitting there thinking... How is this swinging right now? And am I really going to have five boys? <laughs> Which, like, it was just, it was one of those weird moments where I did not know how it was moving and I didn't have an explanation for it. And whether it was truly telling me the number of kids or not, the movement of it was enough to freak me out and say, well, something's happening. Here. Something's I happening. I don't know what it is. I don't is, know but, what it is, but. Yeah. So pendulums, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty intense. I'd be interested to do one in a haunted place because mm-hmm. I've only done one. In just a normal room. I've never done any pendulum work with, uh, like, paranormal agenda. Yeah. It's always been sort of like how I read tarot cards. I read them for myself or, like, my friends when they have questions about, like, their personal lives. Mm-hmm. I've never done it to try and communicate with anything. So I'm very excited to try. Yeah. And also 
can we swing by and get like maybe diapers or <laughs> yeah for sure like adult diapers for tonight like just in case <laughs> just in case we shit our pants just perfect. in case yes. oh, I don't know oh. yeah I'm dumb <laughs> totally dumb <laughs> Um, that was kind Just of all I had Just in case we shit our pants or want to, you know, drive across country to kill somebody. I was going to say, those are the only reasons for diapers. <laughs> Go murder someone and make sure you can get from... Where was she going in her diaper? Somewhere to Florida, wasn't Florida she? Florida from somewhere. But she you know got there we in, like, about? record time. She was, like, an astronaut, right? Yeah, and she was, like, going she to, like, kill her a, lover like, or something. She strapped on astronaut diaper, and she was going to kill yeah. someone, and she... She got somewhere in, like, ten hours when it should have taken her, like, a day and a half. Man, that is... That's dedication. It, it is dedication. Yeah, that's it's true dedication. She's my Judge pers- her she's all my you want. Yeah. <laughs> Judge her all you want, but it's pretty great. She had a goal, and she went for it. Yeah, if, I, if Joe wow. ever does me wrong enough, I'm going to strap on that diaper and drive to Culver City. A woman scorned, you know. Stomp on his toes. <laughs> In your adult diaper. <laughs> A drive to Culver City from here isn't doesn't really yeah, warrant that, a, dri- a diaper. It, it depends diaper. on how quickly I leave my apartment. Hey, if the four hundred five is stacked up, yeah, I, I appreciate the pun. <laughs> <laughs> depends. Depends. It depends. Oh so my god, good. that's hilarious. The I'm the funniest person terrible. I've ever met. Oh, what? Okay, so the four hundred five is pretty terrible. It is. Yeah, the four hundred five to the ten just mm. kill me. Sometimes that last little bit on the 10 right before Culver City is what really gets you. It'll yeah, just be stopped like, for a half hour and you're like, I have a mile to go. I have a mile to my literal home. Can we move? That's my life. Um, that was all I had on old school. Cool. Those I are mean, kind of like, yeah, those, are, much, those are the main ones. Yeah, those are the main ones. I have one, uh, um, basically, the first use of like technology uh, when it comes to ghost hunting. And I have a quote for you guys. This quote is from 1920, and I'll let you uh, try and guess <laughs> who said it. Ooh. I have been at work for some time building an apparatus to see if it is possible for personalities which have left this earth to communicate with us. Either mm-hmm. Edison or Tesla. It was Edison. Okay, that's very nice. But it's a very Tesla move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a Tesla move. Yeah, I would expect uh. this from Tesla, which is weird because Thomas Edison did not believe in the afterlife. Oh. But we so talked about that. Well, we talked about um basically Thomas Edison said this in an interview with the uh the American magazine in October of nineteen twenty. Uh so if you remember, we talked about this uh when we talked about Ouija boards. Uh the 20s brought an enormous boom of paranormal communication okay. uh, because after World War II, or World War One, I'm sorry, many people lost their loved ones in the war, either by receiving a letter saying they had been killed or they just didn't return home. So um, a lot of people were hurting. A lot of people didn't know if their husbands were dead, if their fathers were dead. So um, this led to an abundance of everyday people attempting to contact the dead, uh, the Ouija board as we know it today was invented in 1890 and after World War One, saw a huge spike in sales and usage um, and people were seeking other forms of communication with a world beyond ours, mediums, seances, psychics, etc. And Thomas Edison was no exception. Um, he said, I believe that if we are to make any real progress in psychic investigation, we must do it with a scientific apparatus and in a scientific manner, just as we do in medicine, electricity, chemistry, and other fields. Mm -hmm. Um, 
no evidence of a <clears throat> such a device has ever been found, so we aren't sure if Edison was successful in building this ghost machine. Mm-hmm. But he definitely talked about it several times that he was working on it. Oh, wow. So I don't know. Uh, and this was the first documented case of anyone in history attempting to use machines and science to communicate with the dead. Um, and then since then, obviously, many tools have been created that can document actual physical changes to our environment, uh, capture unexplainable audio and visual phenomenon, and potentially communicate with something that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite thing, and I don't own one, and I want one so bad, but it's so fascinating to me, uh, it's the closest thing we have to Edison's ghost machine, um, is the ghost box. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a ghost box? Yeah. Oh, yes. They're crazy. They're nuts. Um, the ghost box is basically, it's basically like a radio. Um, it simply provides raw audio that spirits and other entities can use to form voices. That's what the theory is. It's mm. not actually yeah. uh, proven. It's a specifically modified radio that sweeps its tuning across AM, FM, or shortwave bands. It's just constantly sweeping through radio stations. It never stops. Uh, the sweep can be random, linear, or even done by hand. And the theory is that spirits piece together words and phrases from these broadcasts to relay messages. And I always use the example of uh, Bumblebee in the first Transformers movie. Yep. Uh-huh. How he uses, like, radio transmissions to, like, form sentences yep. or, like, communicate right. to people. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much exactly what it is. Um, it's almost like chatting with a ghost via walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how it works. It uses white noise and random sweepings of stations to allow spirits to communicate in real time. Unlike EVPs, which we're going to talk about next, um, which mostly can be heard after you record. Right. Um, The ghost box voices can be heard in real time as you're recording. So nuts. Um, And I've told this quick story before on the podcast, but I actually used to have a ghost box type, like, app on my phone, which is ridiculous. It's not real. It did not work. Uh, But it would basically spit out random words and almost never made sense because, like I said, it didn't work until I tried it in my last apartment uh, where, oh, Matt actually lived in the Haunted Hollywood apartment. Uh Uh, That's, Matt is the other roommate. (laughs) Yes. Um, Who lived in the other Hollywood apartment. But after I moved uh, to Van Nuys with Robin and our friend followed me, maybe, maybe the same guy followed me, um, I used this app once there. And, um, I was using it to try and ask why he followed me to the new apartment. And all of a sudden my phone said fire. And I said, did you die in a fire? And it said bedroom. And I said, uh, a fire in your bedroom. And it said bedroom again, which was really weird because it never repeated itself. It was Mm -hmm. always random words and never said the same word twice. Uh, so I asked if he was in my bedroom right now. And all he said was Ben. So we started walking towards the bedroom, and it repeated Ben again. And as we approached, uh, like, approached the bedroom, it was saying Ben, 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 over and over again. And I chickened out and put my phone away and, like, did not go in the bedroom. I think I slept no. on the couch that night. Deleted so, the app. Yeah, yeah. deleted the app. Threw the, the phone in the ocean. Yeah. But that's why we always called that Ghost Ben. Yeah. So that was my only, like, ghost box experience, and it's not even a real ghost box because they're, like not cheap it's and still a very it creepy it's story it's still a though. very weird thing that yeah, happened it's a very yeah. strange occurrence um 
The ghost box idea seems pretty crazy, and the scientific explanation behind it seems pretty sketchy, but I will say that I've seen some ghost box sessions that are pretty bonkers. Um, there are some that I've seen where it's just one voice coming through repeatedly. Um, a lot of the time, I've seen the the radio actually, or the, the station, the ghost box, actually say the person's name who's doing the recording, like who's investigating, who's asking the questions, which it seems pretty, like, unlikely that all of a sudden you'd get a radio station saying, Matt, yeah, yeah. while you were the one asking the ghost box questions. You'd probably cry um, if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes it's multiple voices coming through and talking over one another. And I actually found something really interesting. Uh, there's been a ton of reports of spirit operators when doing ghost box recordings. It almost seems like there's one entity who's trying to organize the conversation for all the others. Uh, there was one recording where a voice was speaking through and communicating. Then a second voice came in and uh, interrupted. And then a third voice said, wait, not your turn. Let him speak. Like, that's what came through. So it was oh, literally God. like someone was, like, mediating. Like, hey, it's not your turn. It's his turn. He gets to talk now. And that reminded me of that Ouija board story. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, where basically they were trying to communicate this guy's grandfather who died. Mm. And, um, but the spirit that they connected with was actually the father who passed away of another girl who was there. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, I love you very much. And, like, he knew things about himself that only she could know, but she wasn't even controlling the board. Mm. And this guy, this kid had a dream, like, the next night or a couple nights later where he saw his grandpa in his dream. And he said, I tried to talk to you. And his grandpa in his dream said, I know, but we let the other guy go first. Yeah. And you it's told like. Me, was that on Yeah, yeah. We talked about told. it on the episode. <laughs> they take okay. turns. Like, I was going to say, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's almost like. Take turns. They. Yeah, they, they let each other go, or there's one person who's, like, on the controls. Yeah. It's like, ah, 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 ah. Don't not touch. your turn. <laughs> it's touch. his. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I saw one crazy session where this woman was asking very specific questions and getting very specific answers about, from about five different entities. And the thing about ghost boxes is that most people say, that are very skeptical, say, like, it's just radio stations. Like, it's not, it's just, you know, words coming in from radio stations. It's not anything communicating with you. But this session was pretty crazy. Um, so in the beginning, they were all talking frantically over each other. But after she asked them to please speak one at a time, loud and clear, they actually did. The voices started coming in one at a time, and it was all very clear. Um, some examples, she asked, what was your favorite pet growing up? What kind of animal was it? And the responses she got were, my favorite, dog, horse, these rats, and bird. So that was crazy. These she rats. asked, uh, are you happy on the other side? And she got various yeses and nos and yes. Uh, she asked, if you wanted to go to Hawaii, could you just go there now? Could you just get there really quickly? And she got a yes, right now. It's not fast and a yeehaw. <laughs> um, she asked, How old were you when you passed away? And she got 10, 7, 91, and 5. It's mostly well, that, kids. Yeah, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty sad. Well, the thing, and, and what's kind of crazy about this is like, if 
If it was just radio stations randomly coming through, because there was nothing in between these. It wasn't like she got a... I watched the video. It wasn't like she got 10, and then, like, some random... Loser. You know, garble. To get and numbers it was literally back like to back. Number, yeah. And then a number, and then How a number, just in, like, it? different voices. It was pretty crazy. Um, she I asked, hope the 91-year-old was the one that said, yee-haw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went there on my horse. Yep. Um, she asked what their favorite food was, and she got peas, cola... Lamb chop, liver, and peanut butter. Who the fuck uh, said liver? I know, right? <laughs> that was the cannibal. The 91-year-old cannibal who likes to say yeehaw. Uh, this was kind of crazy. She asked where they lived uh, when they were alive, and she got answers like Texas and Greenville, and then one very scary voice that said Victor really loudly. Uh, and the woman who did the investigation said later that uh, that one really creeped her out because she once lived in a house in Victor that was incredibly haunted. She said in the house she was pinched, slapped, and grabbed. Ew. So. Yikes. That's crazy. Um, and I have to bring this up because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Have you guys seen, I'm, I know you haven't because I ask you this all the time. I'm so sorry. Have you seen Exorcist 3? No. Okay. If you ask about that movie one it's more time. It's incredible. It is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, they so there's a cool yeah. dream sequence in Exorcist 3. Uh, Kinderman's having this dream, and it's like he's in this uh, train station. But all that's in this train station are, like, hospital beds, and there's, like, people kind of mulling about, almost like a hospital I don't know, like an infirmary kind of, but it's like a waiting room. And there's all these angels there. Played by Fabio. They don't yes. have any lines. Fabio and Patrick Ewing from the oh, yeah. Knicks is one of the angels. It's really weird. Um, but there's a really cool, in the dream, there's a scene where uh, um, Patrick Ewing and uh, Fabio are there. They're angels. They have these big wings and like a couple people. And they're sitting in front of this radio and they're literally communicating with people. Like living people. Oh. Through a radio. Oh, so it's like showing the other really side. Really fucking cool. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's like that. what I think of every Little time. Little shout out to Ghostbox. I know. <laughs> Little shout out. I can imagine one of them's like, uh, this probably didn't actually happen in the movie, but one of them's probably really excited, and the other one's going, Psh, it's, not, "It's not real, man." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's exactly what that means. One of them's like, "Can you believe that we're getting this?" And they're like, "And Fabio's just like, no, shut up, no. man. Hair flip. <laughs> it's just the radio." So ghost boxes are interesting, and like I was saying, ghost boxes you communicate in real time. Uh, EVPs, however, is something you, sometimes you can hear them while you're recording. But usually you have to play it back. But usually it's when you play it back and you hear them. Tell us more, Matt. I think most of that has to do with just while you're in the moment, like you're trying to concentrate on so many things at once, because... Like, one of the big rules during ghost hunting is the whole stop, look, listen. Mm -hmm. And so while you're trying to pay attention to what's over here, you have to listen to what's over here. Yeah. And so you, if even if you were to be wearing uh, headphones or little earbuds while you're doing this, yeah. you might not catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to my knowledge, as far as us and uh, our little group goes back home, I don't think we've ever heard during. Like, I don't think we've ever heard it live, but it's always on the playback when we hear it. 
Okay. Well, the only uh, the only EVP I've ever experienced, like with my own, it was last week. Yeah. Last week's on an episode. episode. Um, and we certainly didn't hear it at the time. And it was only when I was editing that I was like, "Excuse me, what was that? Who was that? <laughs> Who just whispered?" And I had to like contact murdered. both of you, and I was like, "Hi, guys." Um. It was interesting. Did you whisper this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get to listen to that? Yeah, it was interesting yeah, it was that weird. it. it commented on your comments yeah but but it that's, was, just kind it was of about like, the conversation yeah and and that's one of the things that we always uh felt pretty strongly about like in in the tv shows ghost hunters ghost adventures all them they always do evp sessions yeah where they do it for like an hour and then that's it they turn it off and go about their way anytime that we did these we turned it on at the beginning and we didn't turn it off until we were done mm. yes you uh, record best, for like five hours yeah, yeah. I, and some of the best stuff was while we were just talking amongst ourselves right. and then something would chime in but we don't acknowledge it yeah um and that's, that's interesting yeah that's uh that's something that we always felt pretty strongly about is because i mean the idea of the paranormal is so unpredictable as it is yeah so I know, to rely yeah. on an evp session yeah didn't to say seem, here's an hour window yeah. that doesn't seem well right. that's something didn't that always like, like made me so angry watching those paranormal shows was they were like this place is notoriously haunted this happened here this happened here this happened here these are the reports this is crazy we're gonna stay here for four hours and it's like why not just stay there for like a weekend yeah go for a Do weekend a few days you're gonna catch so much more stuff yeah. just be open like, for well we didn't catch anything it's like well you were there for a fortnight yep. yeah um <laughs> so I, I mean i feel like those shows when it comes down to it it comes down to television production like, yeah like oh, yeah, even absolutely. ghost hunters like when they started it was a lot about people's personal homes mm-hmm. and then it got to be about traveling to places and yeah. ghost adventures the same thing it was about you know, going places and yeah, it how became much, about how, the research yeah. and about the history of the place rather than the actual yeah and how yeah, can, absolutely or whatever they call how it. many hours can we afford to film at this oh point yeah, in yeah. all place. has to do with yeah. the budget and yeah. <laughs> um, um, so tell us more about your group back home. Uh, so we started. Uh, I sent you the, the yes the story of ours how we kind of got interested in this um, growing up. I went to a place called First Christian Church. Uh, it was just our hometown church that we grew up going to. And it's a large building. And there are just long hallways. You know, turn off the lights here. It's pitch black while you got the lights on over here. And it's really bright. Uh, yeah, no, it's a beautiful building. It's great to walk through. And, and uh, it's always had that, that vibe of, hey... There's something kind of creepy. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> something's going on. Well, not even just creepy, but there's there's something, <laughs> quote unquote, alive about this building. Okay. Um. And one night, uh, my buddies Marcus and Evan, and I, we we formed this band, and they would let us uh, stay up there late at night to have our little practice sessions so that we didn't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, even even the janitor, he, he'd come in, he'd say, how you guys doing? Just lock up. See you next time, whatever. Lots of trust in you guys. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we just, we were always really bored. Yeah. Had nowhere to go, nothing to do. So we were just like, let's make yeah, a band. Yeah, that's what yeah. happens when you live in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. we could get addicted to uh, meth. 
or, or play some music. Try play some to music. Be productive. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, in that way, it was also just a means of our parents having sound of mind that we weren't getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah. And so one night we were uh, we were practicing, and we had this one song that up until this night was an instrumental, and I had just written the lyrics and kind of went back and forth with uh, with my buddy Marcus, who was the other vocalist. And we were like, all right, well, let's practice it. Let's do it. And we played the song. And then it came to the point of this one little stanza. And that's all it is in the song. It's just one little stanza of lyrics. And then the rest of it is still instrumental. instrumental. And we got to the, the part with the vocals. And Marcus and I were harmonizing uh, the whole time. But all three of us kind of heard a third voice chiming in with lyrics that I had just written. And all three of us are, are skeptics. And none of us wanted to admit that we heard it. <laughs> so we finished the song. We're like, yeah, that was good. We kind of looked at each other for a bit. And we're like, I don't remember who said it first, but one of us chimed in and said, <laughs> You know, I could have sworn I heard a third voice. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. It was like, oh, okay, so that that actually happened. Yeah. And it, and, we, and Marcus and I are we both kind of sound similar. Mm-hmm. And this third voice didn't sound anything like us. And Evan, Evan wasn't a singer at that point. Yeah. Uh, so he always kept his mouth shut. Um. And then it kind of sparked our interest. We started watching the shows, like Ghost Hunters. And we were like, you know what? Let's just go up and start doing this. Yeah, we could do Give this. Give it a yeah. shot. And we, we took already up... have access to the building later. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? <laughs> and we took up our, our little equipment. We got these little digital voice recorders. Uh, which, for anybody who doesn't know, electronic voice phenomenon oh, is yes. what we're talking about. Yeah, we Sorry. never said about EVP. EVP. <laughs> uh, spoke of Edison um, the first EVP recorded it's credited to Frederick Jurgensen 1959 he was a film producer and he was out uh, recording songbirds in the Swedish uh, the Swedish Alps and upon playback he claims that he heard his mother's voice speaking to wow. him and uh, so that is the first credited EVP, EVP. There was another one to chime in yeah. right after that in like 1960. There was a photographer who actually, um, but he was doing uh, actual EVP sessions. Like he mm. was trying to get a voice um, to come through, probably inspired by Jurgensen. Yeah. Was it Jurgensen? Yeah. Um, his name was Attila von Salle. I don't know. Sounds right. It sounds right. Uh, he <laughs> was a photographer. Name. He made a. Uh, it was. It was basically a microphone in an insulated cabinet connected to an external recording device and speaker. And one of the first EVPs uh, ever recorded on purpose <laughs> was a voice saying, "Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all." <laughs> what? I love that. Which that was could the be. Yeah, right? The thing is, that could be. It could be a residual haunting where that. Is just playing over and over and over and over again, or it could have been. I mean, it could have. I guess it could have been like a radio wave. It wasn't anywhere near Christmas, so that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Or it could have been, you know, 
maybe 1960 was lining up with 1999, and totally. they recorded a voice from 1999 saying Merry Christmas, and yeah, it's like a Christmas the, party. The theory yeah. about time kind yeah, of time different time 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 which is something that I, I can totally see. Yeah, yeah, I actually believe in that more than I believe in ghosts. I know. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I, mean, it, I mean, if there was any way to completely um, prove, I'll use the word prove, uh, either that or ghosts, I don't know. For me, part of the fun is the mystery of it all. Yeah. yeah. Like, as we soon don't as really know. Proof, yeah, then as I would... Soon, yeah. well, what's boring. the point of yeah. like, well, okay. I wouldn't have a podcast. Yep. Right. We wouldn't get to go hunting and I'd exploring. I'd more. Yeah, exactly. No, I'd get more rest. Boring what's life. the fun in that? I want to yeah. be scared and I yeah. want to know the mystery. Like, I don't know if it's overlapping timelines or a little man sitting next to me <laughs> on my couch. Yeah. So either way, like, as much as validation is appreciated mm-hmm. I don't ever want it to be actually proven no because <laughs> it, it takes away the mystery yeah totally and, uh, thus takes away the fun yeah mm-hmm. and EVPs are uh, electronic voice phenomena yeah um is it radio waves that's the thing there's there, there's a lot of speculation about what the science is behind it but nobody can really pinpoint it yeah, okay. and we we always use digital. Like at first, we we were going to start using like analog cassette tapes. Oh, but then we realized um, that that it it could actually uh, contaminate itself. Like if you go back and uh, you have a cassette that you've recorded, and then you go back and you record blank space so that you have like a dead tape, uh-huh. uh, and then you record over that with yours. There's there's still that residual recording underneath even the dead space, so your own oh, voice can come through, and okay. you think you hear an EVP, but it's actually just you from a pre- previous recording. But you can't really trust it. No, and even and if they you... decay so quickly. Yep. My and mom even... gave me like a ton of her old cassette tapes. Yeah. It was like it was like Fleetwood Mac, and like it was like George Thorogood, and they were all awesome. Mm-hmm. They can't even be played yeah it's yeah. just like it'll be like a Fleetwood Mac song and it'll be like yeah. and I'm like okay yeah. cool that's yeah. a double yeah. and, and not only that but cassette tape oftentimes gets recycled um, mm-hmm. and so even when you buy a new cassette tape in a store it might not actually be new oh, and just, oh. Yeah. see and I never knew that yeah. I didn't know that either sneaky yeah. sneaky could yeah. have Those a little bastards. bit of, I know could have a little bit of Tommy Stevie over there Nicks. I don't yeah. hear yeah and so, uh, so going digital was the, pretty much the only thing that made sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we, I guess I should preface all of this by saying, uh, I, I really am a skeptic in the mind, but it's fun because I'm a believer at heart. Yeah. And so we all approached all of these things with like, okay, that noise had to be, you know, this or this yeah. or this. And anytime that we couldn't explain something away, that's when we were like, all right, great. Maybe. Now yeah. this I think is we caught something. Yeah. And EVP were pretty much the only thing that was not <laughs> able to be explained away simply. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was, you know, that's what we did last week when I heard the voice on our recording. I texted Lauren, I texted Kelly, I wanted to make sure that yeah. they didn't do it, because I yeah. know I didn't do it, and then I was like, okay, if you guys didn't whisper this, what else could it be? It was yeah. only we, us And we were truly trying to disprove it, like, we did not jump to I was to hoping that one of yeah. them would be like, oh yeah, I was whispering to myself. Yeah, and I listened to it so many times sitting there thinking, like, would I have been saying this? Would I have, like, been so into Kelly's story that I talked to myself? and said like ah yes brother was murdered like yeah. but I didn't I know I did not and I yeah. can't whisper which and I keep even saying like, though we have that piece of audio I'm still not sitting here going well there was a ghost that whispered oh, no. into the I'm still yeah. sitting here going I can't explain this right yeah. so here it is yeah. yeah which I think is like the best thing to do it's mm-hmm. like hey we recorded this thing we heard this thing later I don't know what it is yeah my favorite explanation is thinking of like it could be someone from another time passing through and heard our conversation going, Oh, brother was murdered. Oh, and like kept walking on their way. I forget if it was you who said that last week or Joe or someone, but I was like, Oh my gosh, I love the idea of someone just walking through your apartment like, Ah, brother was murdered. Ah, mm-hmm. brother was murdered. Interesting story over there. I gotta uh, gotta head out. Gotta go, I'm going to up. Hawaii. Yeah. 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 So we 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 did a lot of debunking. Um like there was a, a cemetery that we went to, and we don't generally go to cemeteries because it's an outside element, and there's sure. just so much. There's too going much on. that you can. Uh, and also, typically, we find the cemeteries aren't where the activity is, even though you know in stories and such. Yeah. A lot of people like to say that cemeteries haunted. And it's, yeah. it's like, I, well, I find it more likely that. Where someone lived would be. I was going to say, I think yeah, they'd want to go back to where worked. they were the most active. Yeah. And there'd yeah, be some kind of energy Yeah, they died. There. Like, yeah, no one dies totally. in a cemetery. That's yeah. very true, too. You're dead but, way before you get there. Yeah. But we, we had this uh, cemetery. It's called the Old Union Cemetery in a town called Kinney. And um, we were told, uh, yeah, inside of the cemetery, it's freezing cold. Get all these cold spots. Uh, you can see lights in the distance and this and that. It's so really like, all right, well, let's go. So we went, and the first thing we noticed when we got there was that along the outside of the cemetery was a creek, uh-huh. um, flowing water, and you know you get a gust of wind coming off of running water. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna make it colder. Than, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, as far as the lights, uh, behind the cemetery is a highway. <laughs> So I was like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I understand you if you're might, here, yeah. it's nighttime, you're scared, you've been telling yourself ghost stories all day, yeah. you get yeah. there, those lights are probably going to scare you. Totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, it's a highway. It's, and, and one other funny claim was uh, animals never go near that cemetery. And when we walked in, there was a deer. <laughs> and, uh, Debunked. And it was just, yeah, it was fine. And that deer was like, no animals come to the cemetery because of me, bitch. Yeah. And then he I'll like beat on this his place. chest. Yeah, and then we walk in and he's like, oh no. And he scurried <laughs> off. You uh, guys scared me. The, uh, the church, uh, every time we went to the church, it got to a point where every time we went to the church, we'd walk away with something. Even if we weren't there for the purpose of, of a ghost investigation or whatever. Um... It just, I don't know if it grew to recognize us and what we were doing, and so it grew yeah. more active. Well, didn't one of them say your name? One of them did, and yeah. I'm sorry that I can't, 
I couldn't retrieve that. It's TV okay. Feed. I've heard it before yeah. with my own it ears. Said, uh, so it I... said my name, but I. It, it was at a time that uh, we were kind of taking a break, and I went off to the bathroom, and and the others were just kind of sitting around. They weren't weren't talking or anything. They were just waiting for me, and I came back, and we continued. And my buddy uh, the next day said, "Hey, so I was listening to the playback, and while you went to the bathroom, someone just whispered Matt." And it's like, oh, all right. So they do either recognize us yeah. or they do. Um, or they've they, soaked they, up they, some type of information. Yeah. Maybe they heard someone say your name and it was like, I heard yeah. Matt. Yeah, well, especially when they're, yeah, if they're there well, we even have every one. night just about right. with, you know, church or practice or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean? It recognized yeah. it. And, uh, it's fascinating. I mean... Growing up, we would always have, you know, people tell us all these stories that they they think this might have happened at the church or this or this. And as we were growing up and we started doing this, we were like, man, maybe people are telling the truth, <laughs> you know, because all of this is happening for us. Like we would hear high uh, heel footsteps on what would sound like a wooden floor, but the entire area is carpet. Mm-hmm. And we would hear little scuffs of feet. And uh, what we came in contact with a lot was a child, at least one. And it was very, very strange. Yeah. Especially um, being, well, I won't say grown men. You were in high school, but still, you weren't kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. This was this is all post-high school. I was, oh, okay. College. I, it was actually, yeah, about that time. Um, I had just graduated. The others were still in high school when we started. Um, but still no children on your adventures on your, no, 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 not at all. Uh, but would you like to hear some? Yes. Well, I can't say yes enough. Let's see if we can get this to work. Yeah, you can even have control of this because you can just click through. All right. Uh, well, I'll show you the very first one that we caught. I'm going to vomit of joy. Um, you can edit that out if you like. <laughs> I will not. So what you're listening for is Marcus and I are talking. You'll hear Marcus uh, say that he's turned on the recorder. Um, and then uh, I'll say something like we're down below underneath where we just were, still at the south end. And once I say south end, you'll actually hear what sounds like a child coughing in the background. Let's see if this... Go, and we are now standing outside the old fellowship hall. Pretty much directly below where we just were. Yeah. Uh, still at the end of the south end of the building. Yep. Again, we will ask the same type of questions. Totally heard that. Yeah. It's very faint. Yes, it is. With did you hear it? Actually? Yeah, with uh, you looked so confused. <laughs> no, I was still, I was, I was still listening. It was a very yeah. light, like <laughs> yeah, with uh, with the headphones. I mean, you'd be able to hear. Uh, I think it's a series of five or six little coughs, like three little ones, and then a really big one when uh, one of us chimes back in and starts talking again. Um, wow. But yeah, that was the very first one. We were like, oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was oh great. And so we, we kept going back. Uh, but here, I will do this another one. This is so one. fun. <laughs> this um, is my favorite thing. 
This is the rest oh. of the podcast, guys. <laughs> uh, listening to these EVPs. Matt only has 100. We could do this yeah, for an entire episode, This is another good one uh, from the same hallway. And most of the time, it's really weird because most of the time, any anything that we caught or that we experienced really only happened between 9.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. Uh, and there were things that would happen during the day as well, but anything that was really noticeable was only between that time. Anything before that, it was dead. Anything after that, dead. Uh, well, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I said dead. But, um, <laughs> dead jokes. But, Instead of dead jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we always thought it was strange uh, how it was only in that window of time because there were times that the police would come alive and you'd hear like, footsteps run through the hallways. And you could actually follow with your fingers. Like most of the time, we'd be down in the basement, um, and we could follow with our with our fingers, like the direction that the, the steps were going. And wow. it would be, yeah, it would be kind of crazy. <laughs> it's it's always with these stories. A lot of times, it's uh, you had to be there, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But for this one, uh, so you'll hear my buddy Evan. He's talking about walking down the hallway to where they think that they heard something. And then you'll hear a whisper kind of chime in with, uh, uh, he's agreeing with them. Yeah, walk down there. See if you can hear it, though. This one's really quiet as well. Yeah. I didn't walk down there. Yep. 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 That was very clear. It was yeah. quiet, but it was clear. <laughs> and then, uh, which listening back would be like, why the fuck did we walk down there? Like, what did they want from us? And there's actually, while he's he's talking about going down the hallway, you could actually hear pretty unintelligible whispers while he was talking, and then it just kind of agrees with him. But that's kind of that's what, happened, that's what happened with us on our last week's episode you can actually hear the whisper come in earlier in the story but we're mm-hmm. talking over it yeah. so you can just kind of be like <sighs> yeah and then all of a sudden there was so a pause clear. it was like brother was murdered <laughs> my gosh oh, cool EVPs um, are so hey, you cool. have to pay rent if you want to be here yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean um <laughs> no I'm saying no I'm saying let's see let's see let's see well, my buddy Marcus has a pretty distinct laugh about him uh, and what you'll hear here, what you will listen to here, that's kind of weird to say. <laughs> um, what you'll listen to here is Evan explaining to another friend of ours, his name is Jason. Or no, I'm sorry, not Jason. Jared. He's not going to hear this. <laughs> sorry. Uh, he was explaining to Jared uh, some of the things that we'd experienced here and there. And it was just those two with Marcus, and Marcus was the one holding the recorder. Um, but while Evan is talking, you'll hear a laugh come in and kind of the, the yeehaw, kind of a moment like that, but there's no reason for it. And it sounds like Marcus, but there literally, there's no reason for it because Evan's talking uh-huh. and he does it over Evan's talking and it's, it for sure was not Marcus. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, uh, so I'll just let you hear it. Yeah. Was that sound at the end part of the laugh too? Like that? Ah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was part. Nobody said that. 
what? Yeah. And you say it sounds like your it friend Marcus? It sounds like Marcus. So you when, think it like, might have been he's trying to like goof. mimic him? Yeah, when he's being a goofball, I mean, that sounds just like him. But well, these... I have a theory. What if it was Marcus on a different night you guys were I mean, recording that's, there? That's not entirely... I mean, Timelines when you're crossing. talking about the paranormal... It, you could kind of throw out everything anything. is a theory, yeah. and, and you, you have could be, to be like, like well, well, that what is if... a possibility. Yeah, that could have been another. <laughs> what Marcus if the reason time. your activity was always so prominent between nine thirty and eleven is because that's when you guys were usually there doing your investigations? It's, it's very possible. And that place, I mean, that church maybe was just at a strange place in the world where that that dimension that like it, it's like I don't know thinner. Yeah. yeah, I it's very possible. I mean, in the realms of paranormal, yeah, it's very it's possible. possible. <laughs> Timelines it's, coming in and yeah. possible. Uh, uh-huh. And that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that was such a crystal clear, yeah. crazy one. Even the ooh yeah, yeah. At the end. Oh, I got another one from the church, but you said that you were going to use it for. Uh, oh no! Uh, please promo. play it. You want to do that yeah. one? Yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, so this one, Marcus, it's just Marcus and I, and we're talking about footsteps in the hallways and such. And Marcus comments that he's never heard the footsteps at that time. He's never heard the footsteps. Uh, everybody's always talking about them. And I'm like, you haven't? <laughs> um, and this is when uh, we were using um, um, the digital voice recorder that we had at a high quality mic. And so our, our voices come through really strong and distorted. Uh, and we put it on that with the idea of if there are any whispers or anything, it'll pick up easier. And it certainly did. Uh, and the whisper that comes in is neither of us, and it says either walk away or wrong way. And then it's, it uh, says something again. Uh, we think it's look away. But yeah. Let's see if it... Again, the look we, away almost sounded like kind of mean. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, walk like, away sounded normal and then it was like look yeah. away. What if you're you pooping? Guys are <laughs> <laughs> what is pooping? Look away, I'm using the bathroom. Walk away. <laughs> look away. Yeah, it was like he had to say it a second time because he was so fed up with you guys. And, oh wow. And we actually think that uh, like I said, we we have kind of encountered a, a child. In there, and we've also encountered at least one adult male. Okay. Um, we always thought that there might have been a second adult, but there was no way to really discern them. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Those uh, are so good. Do you have the cigarette one still? Yep. And that's that one's the. Uh, it was the cemetery, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the cemetery. But that you weren't we were in the cemetery about. yet. So. We actually went to that cemetery twice. Oh, okay. uh, and the first time is when we uh, debunked everything. Well, <laughs> it was actually the the second time when we debunked everything because the first time we went, it had just been like a blizzard, mm. and everything was it was like frozen snow. Okay. And like the the ground was covered in this frozen snow, and as you're, you know, you're walking through, it's like crunch, 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 crunch. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was so cold. We had only spent like maybe 20 minutes there and we were like 
we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go. This sucks. Uh, this is awful. Yeah. And so we went back the following week. And the first time we went, so we tried an experiment. We thought if we could catch the same EVP on two separate record uh, recording devices, that that might actually also validate something for us. Uh, because if you catch it on one but not the other, it's like, okay, so something must be happening with this one that's not happening with the other one mm-hmm. to make it come up. And then that way we'd pretty much have to throw out every EVP we've ever caught. Right. But if both catch the same EVP, then there's some Maybe validation. There. Yeah. yeah. There's some sort of unexplainable explanation. Phenomena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we tried it on this first night. And uh, it worked. Both caught it? Yes, both caught it. So here's the first one. This is the one with the high quality mic, so it sounds really crunchy. Uh, as we were walking, we were walking up to the cemetery. There's like a, a three-quarter mile hike just to get to the cemetery. And okay. once you walk in, it's within this huge canopy of trees. And you walk in, and uh, it's got a fence. And we got to the fence, and we stopped because we all thought that we heard a fourth there were three of us there. We all thought that we heard a, thorth, a fourth voice coming from behind us. So we stopped and listened, as you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't catch that fourth voice, but we did catch this. Hang on. Did you hear something too? Yeah. What we the hell was yeah, that? We didn't hear that, that's for sure. Uh, so you heard like a speaking voice, but that sound came through on the yeah, recording. Yeah, we didn't hear, like the crunching that you hear is the snow. Right, yeah. And it was, it was so cold. Um, but yeah. Oh my we, gosh, we it. it sounded like a wild bobcat yeah. or something. <laughs> like, It's one of our favorites. That uh, was a good one. And then we caught it on, so that was on my recorder and Marcus had his recorder again for the experiment. And he caught it as well. It's a little bit quieter on his though. Yeah. Yep. It's just a quieter version it of what you got. Sounds like daddy. Yep. Oh, I, you actually heard words, daddy. I yeah. Felt like it was see, a growl. We, we've heard uh, some people say one thing and other people say the other. We don't really discern. We just think it's cool. This whatever That's that was cool. happened. Yeah, it could be anything. Um, if, if you tell someone it's daddy, they'll hear daddy. If you tell totally. someone it's hi, they'll hear hi. Right. You know what I mean? So it's hard to like. Yep. That's very cool. And so we went back the next week with our buddy, uh, we call him Hammy. His name's Tyler Hamlin. Uh, we call him Hammy. Um, because we have another friend, his name is Tyler Gambrel. We call him Gamby. So Hammy. <laughs> Adorable. Hammy uh, and Hammy. No. Uh, Hammy went with us this time. And on that three-quarter mile hike, just getting to the cemetery, is where we caught our EVP. We didn't catch, well, no, we caught one inside, but... It was very quiet. I don't have it. Um, but what we did catch going up to the cemetery was really cool because whatever it was was not happy with us. Mm-hmm. And so this first one is a full-blown rant. Of, I'm just going to play it for you. Yes. And then I'll, we'll talk about what it says. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so it says all of that. Um, it almost sounds like it was like cursing at you. Yeah, it was. It like was these it, 
So what we discerned was uh, all these people, all of you, I hate you. You guys make me want to vomit. That's what we hear. So I'm going to play it for you again yeah. and see if you can hear it all. Yeah. I heard hate you and vomit very clearly. I heard yeah. all these people, all of you. And uh, again, we well, because you guys have a no whispering rule. Yes. Which we need. Which to we do have to have well. tonight. Yeah. Because um, we we need to. No whispering. Yeah, and tagging audio is so annoying. But if you if something happens, like if a car passes by outside or the planes, <laughs> yep. Uh, if you think it will be caught on on the audio, you gotta tag it. Uh. And it can be incredibly annoying. Uh, do you tag it like by writing it down, or do you just say plain? Should, yeah, say it out loud. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be really no, fun for good. you guys to listen to next week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna have all kinds of plain. Uh, and, and most of the time, these ghost hunting things, like it just—it's actually really boring. And well, we're bringing a bottle of wine, so we'll see you <laughs> we're going to have a whole lot of fun. See, we we certainly didn't. We actually might that. ruin it because we'll be too drunk to operate. Yeah, we might be too drunk to actually perform. We're just asleep uh, in the hallway yeah. with the bottle. And then, uh, oh, so for the next EVP here uh, is actually on that same walk. It happened right after this. And I remember it because my hair was longer than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And Hammy, who uh, can be a bit of a jerk sometimes. <laughs> Uh, decided to make fun of me, and I was like, oh, you jerk. And I walked up way ahead of the other three, and he caught back up with me, and he took out a cigarette and uh, started to smoke. Uh, so when I play this one, you'll actually hear two voices kind of come in. The first one, can't really tell what it says, but it, it's, it sounds like it's inside of a glass box. I, I don't know how else to describe it, really. Weird. Uh, and then... Um, at this point in the recording, Hammy's got a cigarette out. And then whatever it is, is like, can I have a cigarette? Yeah. Uh, I'll oh. wait for the plane to pass by. Yes. Now. Jesus. Excuse us, Burbank Airport. If we're catching any EVPs on today's episode, we'll never know because no. there's been yeah. 8,000 planes <laughs> yeah. and it's probably one of those. Alrighty. Uh, this is still on the walk to the cemetery. We okay. haven't even made it there. Very clearly cigarette. So that very first voice, we think it says, hey kids, I cannot walk. Uh, and then, can I have a cigarette? I'll play it again. Yeah. You yeah, um, didn't hear the first voice. Me either. It's the first thing that you hear that isn't walking. Okay. Uh, so besides the crunching, we'll hear a whisper. Yeah, or it's actually a, a voice. It doesn't, oh. it doesn't come through, through like a like a whisper. Okay. Um, Are you guys talking at all in this clip? We do. We kind of talk a little bit, but we're a little more like in a lower register than whatever it is that's coming through. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, let's just see if you can pinpoint. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't understand what it was saying, but yeah. I definitely heard that it's, other it's, voice. Yeah, we we don't we don't really know what it's saying, but it's yeah, definitely none of uh, none of us for sure. Wowza. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's from those uh, from the cemetery, and then that's I've also crazy. got. I've got one more for you. Okay. And this is this is going back to Carbondale. <gasps> where did Haunted you ever Carbondale. go to the to the abandoned hospital thing? Yeah. That I don't think was an actual abandoned hospital. No, it was actually a soup kitchen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, called no, it the it old was, hospital, and I and yeah, I went and it, I was like, "This is not a hospital." No, it was, it was called right. a lot of things. It was a soup kitchen. It was uh like a like a, a safe haven sort of place. Okay. Uh, like a halfway house kind of kind a little of, bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so much as a hospice, but it was uh yeah, it wasn't what everybody made it right. out to be. Yeah. Well, it was. Tony, Steph, Alicia, and myself. Okay. And, Shout out uh, to y'all. Yeah. And uh, we actually caught a few EVP, but this one is the most clear, and that's why I chose it. And you'll hear me say, just want you to know, you can't hurt us. Which, call it a challenge, call it what you will. <laughs> uh, but it, it has a response. So I'll just play it. Now it sounds like, it almost sound like a female. Yeah, I I've Did always you thought what? I saw I heard something, but yeah. I want to hear it again to see if I can voice. tell what she's saying. Yeah, I've always thought it was a female saying better watch out. Watch out. And That's what it sounded like. Out. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why... I, I'll hand this back to you. Oh, yeah. The reason why uh, I went back there a couple times is because the very first time I went, I went with a, a very large group of very drunk people. Yeah. Who I did not know very well. Uh, and Not it, a good experience. Yeah. When we went in, uh, I was under the impression that we were actually going to look at the place. Check right. it out. And all they did was just trash it. They no. were breaking doors and windows. And one guy was... Vandals. Yeah. Yeah. One guy was peeing on the wall. And was like, oh, oh, cool, guys. all right. All right. Let's, let's all leave before we actually get into some trouble. Yeah. And uh, so we were on our way out. And I wanted to make sure that I was the last... Because I was the most sober person there. I wanted to make sure I was the last person out. And so I, you know, made sure of that. Got them all out. And on my way out, I don't remember what I said. I said something to the walls, to the just the to space. be like, yeah, just be like, no, I, sorry, we disrespected you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember what I he said. Love you. Uh, but walked down the stairs, and we we started to go out uh, back to the path that led us up there, and we heard this loud, loud door slam, basically, and we're they all got excited, so they all ran back up. Uh, the front door actually slammed shut so hard that it, it wedged itself. Uh, like like you shut? O- yeah, you couldn't open it. Oh, wow. wow. And it took uh, two two or three of them to kind of shoulder block it, open it again. Wow. Yeah. What? Yep. And that's why I was like, okay, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'll come well check you out yeah. when uh, with some people who have some respect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and that's a, that's another thing. Respect for the space is another big thing. Sure. Um, and as far as the way that we conducted things, like we would never use anything like the the Ouija boards, or right? Anything like that. 
Uh, you didn't want to stir up any trouble. Oh, yeah, no, because we... <laughs> I, I don't know. There's To us, there was always a difference between communicating with whatever may already be in the space as opposed to conjuring. Yeah. And conjuring is something that we just never felt. Mm-hmm. Was well, and that's right. uh, one of the okay. methods that um, some investigators use, which is uh, stupid. Uh, Ghost Adventures does this. They call it uh, uh, provoking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where they provoke so whatever's there, and they go in and they scream. They're like, "Oh, you don't want to fucking come out? Are you scared?" Blah 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 blah. And that's yeah. when oh, oh, um, let's all pretend we're not here. Who could be knocking on the door? <laughs> you broke the first rule, okay. ghost. Okay. Ghost investigating. Are you expecting a package? Probably. It's that's all. They'll go. they'll drop it off. Still scared. I'm so scared because here's the thing: there's so many um, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses in this neighborhood, and they will just camp. They'll just camp <laughs> out right there, right yeah. on your doorstep. I experienced that when I um, lived in the valley. One of the coolest EVPs I've ever heard actually was on Ghost Hunters. I'll show it to you later. I'll post it on our Facebook page. I think I've talked about it before. Yeah. Where basically they're, um, they were, uh, where were they? Uh, Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire. I thought it was on a boat. I was wrong. Um, the hotel was built in 1902 and the EVP was caught in room 13, or 314, which is known as the Princess Room, and is notoriously haunted by a woman named Caroline, who was the wife of the man who built the hotel. Uh, There were only male investigators present. Uh, They caught several several recordings of the same female voice in this room, and they believe it's Caroline. At one point, Grant says, Princess, are you in here? And the voice responds, Hello, is someone there? And Grant says, If you're here, can you say something? And she says, Of course I'm in here. Where are you? Of course I'm in here. Where and it's you? almost like, I if, remember the one yes, if like yeah. 1902 and 2006 or whenever they were yeah. recording were like overlapping. Right. So like Caroline was just like in her like room folding She's laundry. She's like, yeah, what do you want? And then she hears someone saying like, are you in here? And she's like, yeah, uh, the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> so yeah. she feels like she's experiencing a haunting mm-hmm. and then Which the same on the other side. An- Another thing about the overlapping totally. yeah. time. It's like these yeah. folds of time. Well, and there was also an interesting, uh, we're running a little bit low on time, but I don't care if we go over, um, cause we <laughs> haven't talked about like, uh, EMFs before or oh, no. EMFs yet. Yeah. Uh, electromagnetics. We're uh, using that when we yes, go hunting. Yeah. We have an EMF detector to take with us. Um, but the EMF detector, uh, uh, basically the theory, uh, when, when it, involving like the paranormal is that a ghost or spirit will give off an electromagnetic field, which can be detected by an EMF meter. Uh, everything in nature gives off some sort of electromagnetic mm-hmm. something or other. Yeah. Um, whether it's like a living thing or even humans give it off. So right. um, obviously electronics give off a very high electromagnetic field as well. Uh, the first EMF meter ever used was a compass, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. It was used in the 1800s. Um Let's see. So there are, there are three main theories on the EMF. One is that uh, it detects paranormal activity. If there's a spike in the EMF, uh, that means something paranormal is present. But another theory is that EMF actually causes paranormal activity. 
Uh, in other words, nothing's actually going on, but the EMF is causing witnesses to experience what they think is something paranormal. Yeah. Um, there's a professor of psychology from uh, Ontario, Canada, named Michael Persinger, who conducted a study on EMF, and he compared 37 years of haunting experiences uh, in one area that correlated with geometric activity occurring on the same dates that these reports were reported Uh (laughs) these things were reported um he found enough correlation between the two he was able to conduct another study um where basically this doesn't sound like it should happen um basically he bombarded the subject's temporal lobes with electromagnetic energy um and through those experiences he was able to prove that increased emf exposure even in short term can cause frontal lobe hallucinations uh, his subjects reported feeling a presence in the room, being watched, increased paranoia and fear, seeing blurry dark figures out of the corners of their eyes, and hearing unexplained noises. Okay. So when it comes to that, I know that there are paranormal investigators whose jobs are to help people. It's not just like an interest. They, they can be contacted. A lot of the paranormal societies, you can contact them and be like, something's going on in my house. Can you come check it out? Yeah. yeah. And they'll come in and at least rule out what it could be. They'll be like, oh, well here, when it runs to these pipes, that's the creaking sound you hear at night. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times they'll use the EMF meters and they will go to their fuse boxes and these things go freaking nuts. Yeah. Because there's so much EMF in there. There's so much electromagnetic shit in their apartment or their house that is right. literally yeah. making them hallucinate. Yeah. I think I think the term that they've coined is a fear cage or something like fear that. Fear cage? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like a, if you're around an area of like those open cables in the basement or something. Mm, um, I see like what you're saying. If you're surrounded by it, then you're getting that tingly feeling or you, you're, you do feel like you're being watched or this or that. Yeah. And it's, oh, that's all it actually is. Yeah. yeah. Once you, like, fix your fuse box and get some, like, I don't know, better insulation. <laughs> right. All of a sudden yeah. you're fine. Well, people have always said fried. our whole life, like, standing close to a microwave, like, when it's on. Yes. That's what your brain yeah. microwaves are, like, one of the biggest hosts of all that current. And yeah. people have said, like, if they ever use an EMF in their house, like, it goes most crazy by either the TV or the microwave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Microwaves, we spend fans. lots of time by both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's detecting all um, the alternating currents. The third theory, I like this one, is that EMF provides a gateway. That enables the brain to tap into abilities that allow us to see into other dimensions. Uh, Supposedly, science says that we only use a small percentage of our brain's power, right? Uh So, this theory proposes that higher EMFs can help us in accessing that brain power in order to view information or things that are always around us, yet unperceivable in our normal state of being. Okay. Hmm. Uh, It's like our brain is a TV and the EMFs provide a larger antenna. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, the multiverse and the multidimensional theory states that we are surrounded by other dimensions and that it's totally possible that time doesn't exist and that everything that's ever happened or is going to happen is happening right now. Uh, so the people that we perceive as like ghosts are just people just living their lives yeah. in another time, uh, which would also, this would explain all residual hauntings and it would even explain UFO sightings. Mm. It's us in the future. That's right. what we fly, like, you know what I mean? That's, not, that's us, what we like, drive now. That's what around. we fly now, yeah. Wow. Um, and it would explain seeing people, you know, it would explain, like, hearing f- 
high-heeled shoes on wood floors when there's yeah. carpet. Yeah, like at one time, I'm sure that carpet wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure the carpet wasn't you know, there, and like that's just what it sounded yeah. like to walk down those yeah. halls. Again, mm-hmm. within the realms of paranormal, the possibilities are I know. kind of endless. Pretty endless. That's and, what I and, like about it. And that actually goes right back to the folding over of time. Like, if, you, if you're looking down it like a, a small pipe, it really is just the moment of now, and then everything that ever has happened and ever will happen is just in that in that pipe thing. Yeah, you, yeah. You can look through it's just a matter of perception. Right? Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy to, to think of it that way, but at the same time, I mean, if time really were linear, I feel like time travel would be a more feasible Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, we made up time. Mm-hmm. We made it up because we, we created it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's convenient. That's why we made it we linear get to work. and easy to follow. Yeah, we got to get to work. We got to. Time doesn't exist. We literally made it up. Right. We literally it's were like, man-made. wouldn't lives be better if we could keep track of what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it got us organized. Yeah, but it's like it's it totally man-made. It's not a thing, right? Um, I have a fun little theory on EMF. Yes. Um, a professor McFadden from the School of Biomedical and Life Sciences at the University of Surrey proposes that the conscious mind consists of an electromagnetic field, a field that does not disintegrate when we die. The firing of electrical impulses along nerves in the brain is sort of like an alternating current that could be picked up by EMF. Um, and it even has more directions and cascading effects, which makes it an even higher current to detect. So some people believe that um, ghosts contain some of that electrical residue because it didn't fully leave them when they died. And that's why we detect them, which is sort of a reach. I don't know if I really buy into that, but I just wanted I to know. present all theories to the table. I mean, yeah. that would explain why, say, the hair stands up. Uh-huh. On the back of your neck or on your arms when something's happening. That would also explain um, how some people experience when they're, when something paranormal happens, their ears will pop. Mm-hmm. The pressure changes in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the theories is that they are using energy to manifest themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, which takes us into thermal imaging. Thermal imaging cameras... Uh, are basically infrared cameras. They can detect cold spots in a room, uh, but all a cold spot is or a hot spot is, it's just energy that's there yeah. mm-hmm. or not there. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's basically, it's basically reading energy. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So like cold spots uh, since the beginning of time have been associated with ghosts, getting chills, hair standing up on the back of your neck. Um, so, the air seems colder because the energy is going elsewhere in the room um, because something's trying to manifest itself mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. So that theory isn't crazy. Yeah. No, I um, mean, it makes sense. I just... Yeah. And we've, we've dealt with cold spots here and there. Yeah. And it would also... Uh, have you got... Did you guys ever deal with um, your, like, batteries dying super fast? Not really. Okay. No. Um, we did, when any time that we tried to take in a video camera, the battery would not last very long. But once we decided not to rely to on the battery and that. we just plugged it into the wall, <laughs> it wasn't really a problem anymore. Yeah. Uh, but oh, no. yeah. Well, well there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we didn't really, aside from that, um, we didn't really do that. Well, because that's, uh, that's another thing, you know, the cold spots, but also the, you know, like tonight we are taking... 
extra AA batteries, extra D batteries, yeah. extra yeah. AAA batteries. Um, I have a rechargeable die. battery for the flashlight because a lot of times they'll the flashlights they'll put new batteries in, brand new flashlight go in within thirty minutes it's dead. Yeah, and it's almost as if the power or the you know the energy from that electronic device is being used elsewhere somehow. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, no, we never never really ran into that issue. Hopefully we won't either. <laughs> um, let's see. This I really wanted to talk about with thermal imaging uh, because we have a listener question that kind of um, involves this. Uh, this, was, this study was so interesting. I love it so much, and I can't remember the paranormal research team that investigated or where this bar was. I wish I could. Um, but they were investigating this bar uh, somewhere in the South, I want to say, or the Midwest, where an axe murder took place in the corner. Over the next hundred years, three other separate murders took place in or near that same corner of this bar, all completely unrelated, uh, and the bar had changed owners, changed, it, maybe it, it was a salon, maybe, and then it was a bar again, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like, this bar is famous for this murder, and then right. they kept committing murders. Yeah. Um So the team determined that the negative energy was basically festering in that corner of the bar and couldn't dissipate due to the constant activity, providing it with more negative energy. Mm -hmm. So basically, they took one of their team members into a room, not at the bar, elsewhere, to sit in a completely neutral room and sat him in front of a thermal imaging camera, and they just had him sit for five minutes. You could see the energy of his body and the energy coming off of his body and filling the space around him. After five minutes, they asked him to get up and leave. Almost as soon as he got up and walked away, the energy in the space dissipated into nothing. It took less than a minute for his energy to completely disappear. And it was like a cool blue, once he had left, the energy was just cool blue because it was just like residual energy. So, they had the same guy come back in and sit in the same chair for five minutes. This time, they told him to get really angry. To, like, work himself up. So he sat there and he got angrier and angrier, cursing to himself, calling himself a piece of shit, etc. You could see the energy changing live on camera. It was getting darker. It was getting more intense. He was using more energy. And then at the five-minute mark, they told him to get up and leave again. And this time the energy stayed. And it did not leave for, like, almost seven, eight minutes. Wow. It just stayed. He was gone. Yeah. And it stayed, like, hot, red, 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 and then finally eventually cooled and, like, left. So, yeah, that's insane. So, if multiple murders took place in one area, not only do you have the energy of the rage from the murderer, you have the energy from the fear and the pain of the person being murdered, on top of the energy of the fear felt by the witnesses to the murder, how long would it take for that energy to dissipate? From that area, and could that energy continue to affect people without them even knowing? Years and years and years later. Jeez. So, so long. maybe yeah. the yeah the yeah. other murders maybe wouldn't have happened without that bad juju stuck in that place, but that right. it was enough to like push them over the edge once they were there. Totally. Because I think the the first murder was an axe murder. The second murder was like ten years later. There was a poker game that went bad, and a guy happened to have a gun. So maybe if that axe murder hadn't happened there, that bad yeah. energy wasn't just festering there, he might not have pulled out his gun and shot that Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Which is why I think a lot of 
you know, abandoned mental institutions and prisons are always such big, yeah. like, hot spots for negative energy because right. of the shit that happened there. Yeah. And it's left there. And it's just left there. Especially that place in Alton, that uh, prison in Alton. There's only a wall that is left, but it's still notoriously haunted. Mm-hmm. And the Mississippi River runs by there. That kinetic energy is just yeah. yep. keeping it, like, locked into that place. Totally. Um, bup, 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 bup. Okay. We should... Go on to listener questions. Okay. But I wanted to touch on something you kept saying. Um, I do think the hardest part of finding evidence of the paranormal is, one, you have to be open-minded mm-hmm. to it, but also trust is a big one. Yeah. Because like you said, a million people could tell you a story, but if you didn't experience it yourself, yeah. Um, yeah. you you can't believe it. Um, so, like, for example, with, like, the EVP we caught last week, mm-hmm. you could easily just be like, oh, well, they tampered with it. Right. Or, like, any photographic evidence. And people oh, probably well, they think tampered we did with mess it. with it. Yeah. Um, so any EVP, any, all of the stuff is so, you could tamper with any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no hard science behind it. So that's why I think it's so hard for people to believe in ghost hunting technology yeah Yeah. totally because you could have all the evidence in the world yeah and you have to have an open mind and a little bit of belief yeah how do you know it's not photoshop how do you know they didn't add that sound in there how do you know they weren't whispering at the time blah 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 yeah exactly um and i don't think that we can prove it at this point yeah. but well, for it, sure would we want to it, exactly <laughs> it, it would we never, don't want to it would never lose its interest i don't know i think one of the reasons why ghost spirits whatever is so interesting is because it's one of the few things in this world that actually is universal uh-huh. uh everywhere you go someone's got a, a ghost story mm-hmm. um it's not like sports where American football only takes place in America, so if you go to Australia and you try to talk to the people there, they go, I, I don't really care. But ghost stories really are universal. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got one. That's yeah. right. Well, I mean... Or a weird happening some, that they can't explain. Yeah, someone yeah. in whatever region, anywhere you go, someone's going to chime in with Mm-hmm. with a ghost story. with yeah. hey this yeah. one time this happened this weird yeah. thing happened yeah and I, I don't know listener questions oh yes one okay uh, Andrew sent this in why hunt ghosts at night what is the significance of the witching hour okay I actually did some research on it mm-hmm. uh, that I found to be very interesting because I was just like because that's when the ghosts are um, but that's not true um, so, uh, let's see, Barry Fitzgerald, who is a, uh, renowned paranormal investigator, explains that, uh, experts actually suggest that UV light might be harmful to spirits as they try to man- manifest, not harmful as in, like, it hurts them, <laughs> but Go when you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you consider the EMF spectrum, the frequency of the waves increase as you move to the right on the spectrum, so because these waves are more frequent, they impact matter with much more violence and regularity, causing damage. This is why UV light gives sunburns. Mm-hmm. So 
this is why x-rays will melt our brains and why gamma radiation kills us. He says sunlight, in the same way that it harms our skin, may in fact scatter energy particles and therefore spirits as they try to assemble themselves into something physical they are unable to. Um, Also, a big reason many investigators will cite that they turn the lights and all the other power off so that they can get clearer EMF K2 readings. Yeah. Because uh, any source of power will, will be detected. Be right? detected. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's also so that, uh, you know, uh, the, the theory that you lose one sense where your other sense is heightened. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the idea of if, you, if you're in the dark and you kind of take away your sight, your other senses, like you'll be able to listen better. Yeah. You'll be able to kind of feel, feel the room. I like That's, it. That is part of it. And it's also just because it's fun. <laughs> it, that really is a part of it yeah like, it's it, so much creepier yeah it makes it, it brings a little fun factor that's true that. and yeah. a lot of the times too unless you're at, like in an in the woods in an abandoned mental institution there's no people around at night mm-hmm. a lot of the time yeah you mm-hmm. can tell a family to go stay at a hotel you can you know there's not as many planes taking off there's not right. as many cars yeah. zipping down the highway yeah uh, night is just a better time to do the investigation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, and then there was a note. Really, you should do investigations during the daytime hours and the nighttime hours, and most professional investigators do, but what the general public sees about ghost hunting is mostly on TV, and it's way scarier, obviously, yeah. to show uh, you yeah. a right. nighttime. Because it's night. fun. Yeah, because it's yeah, fun. Yeah, you should yeah. compare both day and night, for sure. Um, so I'm going to skip one here because we have no time. Uh, but I will do this one because it's really interesting. Why do you think a ghost can show up in so many forms? A ball of light, a mist, an apparition, etc. Now, you have never seen a ghost. Or have the, you? The best I have ever seen is um, a shadow pass along a wall. Okay. Being, like, there was the light source and the wall, and then the shadow passed along the wall, but nothing physically actually passed between the light and the wall. Yeah. That's so the how? only time. Okay. I've so ever, a shadow as well. That I know that I've seen. Yeah. So the yeah. apparition, shadow, ball of light, mist. Do you guys have any? I mean, I have no idea, obviously, but <laughs> I, I just sort of think it's whatever energy the ghost or spirit or whatever you want to call it was able to conjure up is mm-hmm. kind of what I think of it. Like if there's not a lot of energy in the house or the room or the school or wherever they are, maybe they'll just be like a tiny glimmer of light. And that was all they were or able to kind of a, get for themselves. Yeah. But maybe if you actually were to see a full formed person, which I know you have before you've seen a man sitting in a chair, or a little girl, I think there was just a high amount of energy where they were able to come back in their truest form. Cause they conjured up some energy. But I had that theory, theory as well. I also had the theory that maybe it could be the sensitivity thing it could be like if we're sitting in the exact same room and we see something, I, who see am a very sensitive person, could see a full formed apparition and you could see a mist. Yeah. Or a tiny yeah. speck of light. Uh, Hammy, my buddy Hammy, is one of the guys who claims to be sensitive. And he, I've stood there with him at one point where he says that he sees this happening. And I'm like, nope. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, I've told the story yeah. before. My my mom and I are sensitive to and it. And your dad and sister And my dad aren't. and sister aren't. And we would, the four of us, be sitting in our living room together doing whatever. And my mom and I could hear upstairs a small girl playing. And we would literally look at each other at the same time and be like, do you hear that? And they would be in the exact same room, same room and say they did not hear a thing. Mm. Yeah. 
That's very so, true. I think it's absolutely about the person who's experiencing it. And probably, yeah. it's probably a little of both theories. Like, oh, how yeah. the, like ghost or spirit or whatever is there is probably depending on a certain amount of energy for them to even appear in any way. And then, like you said, we also have our own way of perceiving, like maybe our mind isn't open enough or we just, we don't have that certain sensitivity yeah. and we're viewing them differently. That's yeah. actually why they say children can experience it a lot more elaborately mm-hmm. as yeah. well as dogs Animals. and cats. Because, because mind they, is they, don't open, have, they don't have any They don't barrier. have that critical thinking. Yeah, or they that, don't have they're that, just this open is reality it. and this is fantasy. Mm-hmm. They they're don't so have that open line to yet. whatever will appear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they just tell it like it is. They yep. tell whatever they say. There was a guy upstairs, and you're like, well, great. Well, Thanks, cool, little cool. three-year-old Cindy. Yeah. Uh, I hate everything. <laughs> it's the same way as children aren't racist. That's because right. Because it's learned. Exactly. <laughs> it's a learned horrible thing. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we are, like, uh, completely out of time. Yeah. Um... Talked a and whole we lot. gotta go. Yeah, we did. Oh <laughs> we did. I didn't realize what actual time it We're was. We're at two hours. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's all the time we have today for Keep It Weird. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. As always, send us feedback, questions, and theories to keepitweirder at gmail.com. Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, head over to iTunes and subscribe and give us a five star rating. Uh, share our page and our episodes on your Facebook. It's the biggest help that you can give us. Yeah. Um, and we have to thank Matt for being here today and giving thank us you, uh, these wicked yeah. PPPs. Yeah. Um, do thank you want you to uh, do you want to plug anything? Toenail. Uh, I mean, yeah, we we make our own videos and such. Right now, we're not really doing much because Kaylee and I are getting married this Woo! summer. Congratulations! And Congratulations! We, we put like no focus on anything else. Other right. Than that. Other it's a wedding plan. Wedding. Yeah, it's coming it's up. In Are you getting married in Scotland? Months. Yep. Oh, wow. that is so cool. Yep, we're, we're flying over there uh, late July. The date is July 30th. Yay. And Everyone's uh, invited. Everyone's Everyone. Don't uh, don't tell her dad though. I want that to be a surprise. And then he'll when get he T O E N A L E. N A L E. Oh, you tricked me. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. Um, and they do comedy videos, comedy shorts. Yeah. Uh, it's we, very funny stuff. Yeah, we've actually we did one one horror short as well. Uh, which we oh might, yes, we might dabble in. Laura was in nice. that, right? Uh, she helped with the makeup. Oh, she helped with the makeup. Uh, That's Kelly. What that is. Kelly wrote it. I directed it. Um, Fantastic. I can't and, wait. Hi, uh, Gabby. Uh, yeah, we might dabble in doing some more of that. Cool. So uh, check out uh, Toenail Productions. Do you have a Facebook page for that or an Instagram? We, okay, Gabby. We do. We don't really keep up with the, the social media. <laughs> That's it's okay. Not, we're just not That's very right. good at it. But, but you post the but videos. Yeah. Yeah, to- Toenail Productions, all one word. Again, N-A-L-E. Um, so now that we've discussed all the methods of ghost hunting, we are packing our tools and we are heading downtown. Uh, and uh, tonight we're staying at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel. Woo! Uh, you've seen it in a ton of movies, most notoriously in Ghostbusters during the ballroom slimer scene. Um, the Millennium Biltmore Hotel is also the last place that Elizabeth Short was seen before she was found murdered and became the famous Black Dahlia. So tune in next week where we will have a full episode on our ghost adventure. Uh, Matt, what's our sign off this week? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what's uh, our what's sign off?
Can it be anything? Yes, it can be yes, anything you want. It could be a song, it could be a poem, it could be a... Um, uh, how about this? Animal oh. noises. He's setting down his water. It's about to get good. Oh. Hi, Gabby. Will she meow, meow for me? Gabby, will you meow as our sign-off? Please? Gabby? Gabby? No, she's not going to She never performs for the microphone yeah. and she drives me. Yeah, we'll just do it. See, that's a good sign-off. I like that. That's good. Ha, ha, ha.